0: Welcome, everyone, to the Enter the Vortex podcast with Carol and Erin, where we share our experiences and opinions on the metaphysical and physical aspects of life as we know it. Woo-hoo! Yay! Happy New Year! <laughs> Celebrate!
1: <laughs> Celebrate whatever. I don't know. I'm still in sloth mode, <laughs> and I'm all for it.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of in that awkward stage of like, are we still like we're after Boxing Day, but did we hit New Year's yet? And like the fact that it's 2022 is like was like, I don't know. It was so weird. Um, I was at work this weekend working over the New Year's, um, New Year's Eve into New Year's Day. And it was just like, all right, um, it's now 2022. And I still feel like we're actually in 20, I don't know, it's weird. I still feel like we're in 2020. Two years has passed (laughs) i still feel like we're in 2020
1: (laughs) that's a no for me i'm gonna do a hard pass on 2020 (laughs) a definite extra hard pass on 2021 i am happy to see it leaving the doorway um and looking at it from that retrospect perspective instead of being in it because it was not good for me (laughs) i'm not gonna sugarcoat it it was not my favorite year in my life so far and i've been on this planet for 40 years so um and this is actually the first year in 10 years that i haven't had to work on new year's uh especially being in hospitality um and not having to work although i would actually i mean i was kind of in a cushy job for a while there where our new year's shift was really the middle of the afternoon early evening and i was home by nine o'clock most times so I was fine to work because it's like not that i'm a party girl i never really was but i don't i don't know new year's is not a hype for me like i like the idea of dressing up and looking beautiful and going all glam in the makeup and ringing in the new year but it's fucking cold in winnipeg and i don't want to wear a formal dress and stand in line to get into some freaking venue to like dance for an hour and drink champagne that's awful and go home feeling like completely frozen to my core because I'm wearing next to nothing underneath this formal gear because like really what can you wear for layers that doesn't look stupid I'm not gonna wear long johns under a formal dress (laughs) (laughs) although that could be an interesting look
0: well and I mean that's like that's fair too like um I know for myself like I think I've done a few outings where like you're out at like I don't really want to call it a club because it was not, well, I don't think I've ever rang in the new year at like at a club, but, um, a couple of years ago I did the, there was an event, um, put on by Memetic, I think it was in, in Winnipeg and it was at the Fairmont hotel downtown. And I remember being there and like, I think there was, it was me and like my husband and a couple, like just like literally two friends. And I was just like, oh, this is so, so cool. But then you're ringing in the new year with all these randoms. And I'm like, this is weird. Like if I'm gonna do this, I would rather be with people that I actually care for. Um, so like, I, I'm generally one of those people who I just wanna like, have like a, either a small gathering at my home or like just have like a movie night. And then like, I usually fall asleep before midnight anyway. <laughs> especially now that I have a child. Um,
1: yeah, I bet. Right?
0: Like, I'm like, oh, well, I could stay up to the new year, but then she's still going to get up at seven. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, children don't understand the new year and they also don't understand daylight
0: savings. No, no, she had a hard time with that. <laughs> but it's it's interesting because like, I don't know, I have a friend um, or I should say my husband has a friend who's born, on, like he's a new year's baby. Mm-hmm. So, every year he has a party on new year's and it was like, you know, when they first kind of became friends, it was a thing. Like you always went over to his party for his birthday and you bring in the new year. And then like, once you do that, like five years in a row, you're kind of like, this is lame. (laughs) I want to do something else. So yeah, I remember early on in our relationship, we went a couple of times, but then it was just like, this is ridiculous. So we just started doing it at home, and I think this is a little long ramble. But like, I think my favorite New Year's that I've ever had to date was when my husband and I actually took off to um, the cabin for the weekend, and it was so lovely because we got to be out there, and it was like, you know, it's winter time, so. We go out and it's like beautiful stillness. And when you like, you know, it was midnight, we went outside and we literally just looked at the sky and we're like, this is beautiful. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was, that was like the best new years I've experienced to date.
1: <laughs> I don't know that I can say I've had a best new years, but I have some memorable ones. Like I definitely, I think my only actual like bar nightclub club style experience was, um, 99 to 2000, which I was also like newly 18 ish, I don't know, 19 ish, and it was all the hype, and you know, is the world gonna end and all that, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it was like a radio stations party, so it was definitely a busy venue. (laughs) This bar doesn't even exist anymore, Le Rendezvous in St. Boniface. Oh gosh, (laughs) not exactly the greatest or fanciest or whatever. It was, I I don't even remember what it looked like, but it was just like. I was done by midnight. I'm like, okay, there's no, there's no cute guys to make out with at midnight. Not interested. Like the the wine is expensive and I'm ready to be back at home. And I think that was the only year that I intentionally was like, I'm not working on new year's. I want to go party. But then every year after that, it's been, I've had to work, but being in hospitality, there's been a few events where I've hosted weddings on new years. And I thought like, that would be kind of cool. And I do remember like the timing would have to be impeccable, but there has been a few where the couple would want to actually be ringing in their vows at midnight so I'm like well okay so what are your what does your certificate say for the date like did you get married in this year or the new year like Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying so like the timing would have to be really 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 impeccable for that and it's not actually ideal in a banquet setting because timing timing for for meals and all of that it, it just doesn't always work out that way um there was one in particular ironically enough it was a bunch of people from my high school that it was their wedding and the groom also had it celebrated his birthday either on the 31st or the first or something like that that's probably the most memorable work experience I had because the party was freaking wild and like the crew of people from my high school that was at this party they were all the party goers and it was just very entertaining they were a few years older than me so they didn't necessarily remember me but like recognized my face and knew that I went to that same school but it, I wasn't in their crowd and crew so it was like really fun to be the observer of all these like people that I went to school with and I think it would have been around like the 10-year reunion-ish year mark so it's been quite a while but um yeah that party was was definitely I think probably one of the last times that I worked late past midnight um on New Year's and then after that Mm -hmm. I got my cushy serving job where the event would take place like I think because it was a hockey game so it would have been um like I think a 3 p.m puck drop or something like that and then like or maybe even 4 p.m and then by the time like you're basically the guests were there for the dinner hour and it was great and then you were home by nine o'clock and if you were out of the downtown area before all the parties got really crazy and the parking got really crazy but it was always really cold and I remember like so many times I'd be leaving work and I'm in my full winter gear and winter boots and my hoodie up and my scarf on my face walking to my parking spot and there's these beautiful women dressed in formal gowns trying to walk in stilettos on the icy walk and (laughs) helping each other across the street and not slipping because like the arena downtown is right off of Portage and Main, you know, so, (laughs) like, we're pretty much in the hub of the party central right there, and it was, it's just, like, I'm, like, wow, is this a sign of age, or is this a sign of my hibernation, that I'm just, like, I'm so over that, and, like, could care less about doing any of that, like, I would rather, like you said, like, being at a cabin would be wonderful, like, doing it with a couple of other, um, like, gathering with a couple of other, like, couple friends, like, or just friends in general, whether we're couples or not, and, like, playing cards, and, being intentional I think almost maybe this is what I'll call forth for the this year maybe we could plan something like with our friends group Mm -hmm. of like getting together for a dinner or a potluck or something and just setting the intention of like in deep gratitude for what the year was for us but then also okay now what do we want to call forward for the next year and work on some manifesting and creating and just like vision boarding and just having fun and I think when you have that energy of friends that are doing that intentional work with you, that vibration of it is almost amplified because you're mm-hmm. kind of, there's power in numbers, so they say, right? Um, whereas when you're in an event, like at the arena, like a huge hockey game, or it's often, it wasn't often like the NHL, though it was usually the AHL. So it wasn't quite as full of a venue, but, um, or when you're at like the convention center or a bar, like you're surrounded by strangers, so you don't know what they're manifesting and then you got to deal with their muddy en- energy.
0: right? yeah
1: like that's not what i that's not for me anymore like my energetic boundaries have shifted so much in the last five years and then even more radically so since the pandemic hit because Mm. being so removed from large crowds like i feel like if i were to end up back in a full concert venue event again that i would probably be overwhelmed energetically and exhausted and probably pick up hitchhikers of entities that i don't need or want and i don't know that i want to go through that nonsense like i'm grateful that i've been kind of removed from that nonsense for the party season.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I I totally understand that because I think that's that maybe where I got that kind of like this feels weird being with all these strangers.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um but I love that idea of like coming together with like friends or, or family or whatever you want to say and like like you said have that really intentional like giving gratitude for the year and then setting forward in a new trajectory or just a, with new awareness and new, um, intentions. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to say too, like as much as we have like the 31st into the first is kind of like the new year for at least, you know, uh, like I think most of the world, I think, I know there's like the, the lunar new year with, um, like the Chinese new year. Yeah. Um, and that's set a little bit differently, but like I don't know. I, I don't feel like you actually need to celebrate on New Year's. Like that, I feel like that's another thing that's just been highly like um, commercialized, right? Like, yeah. we do this whole thing, then, you know, like literally like seconds after midnight, I started getting all these spammy ads for like gyms and <laughs> sign up for my, for oh, my program and you can lose 10 pounds. And I'm like, I don't freaking care. Like, when I look at like doing resolutions or, um, like intentions that I want to set for the new year, at least like recently, it has never been, I want to, I want to work out five hours a day and do this type of stuff. Or (laughs) like, I know really extreme, right? Not actually. Um, or like, I, like, I have no intention of wanting to lose weight just to be healthier. Like at least with this year, and I know a couple of years ago too, that my intention when it comes to like health and fitness has always been more of a, I want to move my body more in ways that it wants to move. I want to eat better. So I'm not eating all the garbage. And if I happen to lose weight, awesome. If I don't, whatever, you know, like I don't have that drive to like lose weight, get your beach body so that when summer comes, you're, you know, smack dab gorgeous, right? Whereas I'm just like, I would like, yeah, sure. There's things that I'd like to change about my, the way that I appear to people, but like, is my body healthy? You know, am I taking in all the nutrients that I need to actually sustain my human? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, can I, I don't care if I can run 5k, but can I, you know, move my body in a way that's not going to make me winded? You know, i don't want to do better for my body than do more damage to my body. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of those fitness programs and, you know, a lot of the things that like come out right at new year's of like, get to the gym, get working out, do this, do that. Can sometimes add more insult to injury, you know, especially when you don't know how to actually move your body in a way that's like, I guess, helpful for it. You know what I mean? That was a little bit of a rant, but
1: (laughs) it's funny that you're bringing this up because i have very strong opinions on resolutions and the fitness and wellness industry which is where my background came from that's where my passion is and that's where i'm going forward with in 2022 is rec- reclaiming myself as that i guess name in the industry so to speak because i am developing some coaching programs around wh- wellness but more on the intuitive side like how can I mix the witchy stuff with what I already know? And let's like make it something tangible that people will actually see success and not be sucked in by the industry standards, the industry expectations, projections, judgments, and all of that. Because I got to tell you, I've worked in and been involved in the fitness industry for almost 20 years off and on, and it is not a great place for your mental health. Mm -mm. And resolutions, they're like statistically proven resolutions fall to the wayside by the 15th of january now it recently came into my awareness um like especially thinking about the astrological um transitions like we're still in the midst of cap season now i don't know much about capricorn and their traits but i do know that if you are trying to follow if you're going to actually follow the season you want to make the changes when the seasons change right And ironically enough, in the gym, based on my experience when I used to be a salesperson in the gym, um, yes, January was one of our quote-unquote biggest months. However, I would almost say that 90% of the people we signed up were no longer in attendance a month later at that Mm -hmm. gym. And then by March, we were calling them to see if they were coming back, although they were still paying for it because they often sign one-year contracts. But were they set up for success in January? No. And were there really great deals and sales on memberships in January? Not so much because the industry knows this is their moneymaker. Well, I can tell you right now that the best deals that I have ever found occurred only on January 1st with one specific local chain, like a Winnipeg local chain. And they often included their hot yoga package with it. And it was a really great deal because it saved you half the price. And then the other large Canadian chain their best sales were actually in February and they would do another promotion in September. And then even to take that into a further scope of looking at what the trajectory of their year was, they actually did seasonal sales. So there was something happening in winter, something happening in springtime, something happening in the fall and something happening again at the end of the year or like the beginning of the year. So like it was four times a year, but it actually kind of matched the seasons. Mm -hmm. And from a marketing perspective, January is a big ticket item for everyone's going to change their life in january now tell me why do you wait why do you wait until january to make those decisions you could have changed your life at the beginning of december if you really wanted to why use christmas as an excuse to not eat healthy and and not
0: <laughs> cameo appearance from the cat mocha <laughs> like i like what you're saying <laughs> yeah
1: pops your head up in the video that's great um like why are you waiting like why are you waiting and why are you making yourself wrong in the month of December and oh I'll just fix it in January. Well, okay, cool. But if you're only going to fix yourself for 2 weeks in January, what happens to the rest of the year? For me, resolutions have never been successful. In fact, they've actually become somewhat of a negative connotation in my experience, and I see this happening in a lot of others as well. Mm-hmm. And people will then like beat themselves up for for not um being successful in what they set their goals for, but like, okay, okay. Were your goals even realistic? you can't drop 20 pounds in two weeks healthily unless like actually not even like you would have to either be ill or doing something that's detrimental to your metabolism and w- back to Capricorn season like now is the time to kind of dream about what you want which also especially with this year like we started out I personally think starting out 2022 with a new moon on January 2nd mm. like that is huge i think that is a really great indicator of like we need to bring ourselves back to following the seasons and the lunar calendar and the seasonal changes of where we're living because if we work with that energy then we're working with our surroundings instead of against them and who the hell wants to go to the gym in minus 40 degree weather in winnipeg in january to quote unquote hit their goals for the month because I sure don't. I'd rather work out in my basement. You want to know what I love doing in January? Hot freaking yoga. Why? Because it thinks it makes me think like I'm in Mexico, even if I'm in my basement. Crank up the fireplace heat and have my diffuser going and play some tropical music and stretch like crazy. And it doesn't make you feel so, I don't know, crunchy when you're outside.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, like cold, no, I totally hear air. that. <laughs> because yeah, like, I did the gym thing. I think I had a I was going to call it a subscription, but it's not a subscription membership, <laughs> membership to a gym like twice in my life. Mm-hmm. Once when there was a chain that just came into Selkirk. Um, mm-hmm. and it was like, they were having like, Hey, like founding member promos or whatever. And I was like, I'm going to join the gym. And so you joined your expectation was, is that you would start paying for your membership, but then, um, I think it was like at a really, really discounted rate because they were kind of using your membership fees to also help, you know, I guess, fill out the gym, right? And then once the gym was opened, um, like you would never be able to get those deals again kind of thing, Mm -hmm. which was like decent, right? And then I think they opened a couple of months after, after I started paying, which was fair. And then I went, I think I went for several months in a row um, and I would like, I work out best in the night or like in the evening. Mm-hmm. So I would like go, I would drive to town. I'd get out of my car. I'd go into the gym. I would do some workouts. And that was usually when people were like, weren't there, which was really nice. Cause I don't like working around other people, especially when you get like the, the gym guys that are just like, oh, and they're like lifting the weights and they're making all the noises. And I'm like, this is intimidating to me and I don't like it. <laughs> um, And then I actually paid for a personal trainer at one point too, because I had, um, uh, a friend of mine actually finished her personal training and she was, um, a trainer at that gym. And so I went with her to do some training stuff, but yeah, I'm like, I'm more about like, let's do classes. Let's do like yoga. Let's do, um, you know, Pilates, uh, bar, you know, something like that where like I'm moving my body, but like not in a, let's just lift weights or let's run on the cardio machines forever. Um, like I want to do something that actually like builds balance and flow into my life versus, you know, the stuff that you just, like I said, lifting weights and stuff. Um, yeah. So it's just like, I don't know. I don't understand why people need to do that, but anyways, that's like a random off tangent.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's not for everybody that is for sure. And I've definitely been on that side of the fence of being the obnoxious person in gym in January, because you're annoyed. Like, and I, and I totally know that I was a bit of an asshole at some points at the gym. Like, you know, like you get all the newbies in and they're in the way and they don't understand gym etiquette and you can make them wrong for all of their things and all of their existence. You don't tell me that they don't feel that
2: mm-hmm. because,
1: and then you have to pull back and, and realize like, wait a second, I was a newbie at some point too. I didn't set foot in a gym for myself probably until the year 2001. Because before then, I was working at home, working out at home with a little bit of equipment that I had. And I love the gym atmosphere. I love the environment. I love not having to trip over the equipment in my own house. However, if I hit the goal that I want to within five years and I'm owning property, I will have a gym on site, facility on site. So then it'll be part of the business. And it's going to be part of an asset to my guests that are coming to the retreat center, you know, and Mm -hmm. I could also offer consultations out of that or whatnot. But to me, personal training, like, and I know I have a lot of personal trainer friends. So I'm sorry that this is going to offend you, but it's way fucking overpriced
2: for what you get.
1: And I'm sorry to say it, but there's out of all of the trainers I've ever worked with, there's only three that have been of value and they are really dear friends of mine and I would highly recommend them and they're not and and one of them in particular like she has her own business out where she lives another one is just about to open up her gym and I'm so excited for her and I likely will work with her at some in some context within her facility um and then the other one she's just she was just such a sweetheart and she understood my injuries and she helped me through the most stressful times of my life while working out but when you've got high cortisol because of your stress like levels like there's no weight loss happening like your body Mm -hmm. just doesn't let go of it it doesn't know how to because it's in fight or flight yeah and there's so many other factors that go into you achieving the results that you want and you get and i just like overall from what i have seen in my 20 years of working out at the big gyms within our country um they're missing the mark and they're losing their members as a result of it because as the same as with teaching like you you know you always kind of have that concern for those children or those students of yours that fall through the cracks well i can see how they're missing the mark on their member retention because they just don't understand how to do the soul work that's required to help that client achieve sustainable results. Mm -hmm. Because just creating a workout program or a rigid nutrition program isn't enough. You have to bring the whole human along with the soul. What does the human want? What does the body want? What does the soul want? How do we make that big picture become something that is tangible and desirable for the person to be motivated to actually do it? And I kind of look at it as like, because of the industry, the way that it is, it's, it's like, I hate to say it, but it really is. It's not about the member at all. In my experience working in sales in that industry, the the company values don't actually match what they teach their salespeople to push because they don't care about the member at the end of the day. They care about the member sign up. The menu. They, don't, they don't care about what's happening in that member's personal life and why they didn't make it to the gym four times that week. They don't care about any of that. All they care about is did their payment go through or did their payment bounce? And then if their payment bounces, then you have to have either the retention call because they're like default on their on their membership, or they ha- you have to have the retention call because you want to find out why they're not coming. And then you kind of sort of half ass pay attention to what's going on in their life. But there's no real deep human connection there. And I've slipped th- through the cracks a few times. There's been a few trainers that I've worked with that, like, they did not care at all about any part of my personal life. They were just like, this is the reps you're doing. This is the amount you're doing it. Let's go. I don't care that you've had a shitty day and that you don't have the physical or mental energy to push yourself on the Stairmaster. Let's go. Well, I didn't sign up to be bullied. I didn't sign up to have a drill sergeant over me. That doesn't work for me. And it's really grossly misinformed around trauma because anyone that's in an abusive relationship or has PTSD, that style of membership boot camp training doesn't fly. And it doesn't make that gym space a safe space for these clients. So I kind of look at like, what what is the industry missing? Mm -hmm. And I do think that I hold a huge key to that. And I'm not just trying to toot my own horn, but I just really think like, (laughs) I've done it all. I've seen all sides of it. And I know there's a better way. And if we're not bringing soul along for the ride, then you are leaving out a major part of the picture and that's again why resolutions to me are not a thing like I I, I mean I've I think I do sometimes make them just out of like joke or curiosity but the t- goal setting has also become something that's like so negatively connotated that I have to reframe it which we've talked about before
2: mm-hmm. and
1: resolutions are the same thing like I don't know I could care less about resolutions I want to just I want to have fun this year And how can I bring more play and creativity and fun into my life and also more flexibility and flow? Well, that isn't just like etheric. That's also like, I literally am stiff as a board (laughs) and I'm literally not as flexible as I was 10 years ago. So yoga is my friend right now and hot yoga in my basement is where it's at. And I'm okay with that because that's the best place to be in January when it's minus 40. (laughs) Well,
0: I'm like, I know for me too, like, I don't really like the word resolution. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I don't, I can't even think of the last time that I actually had like a new year's resolution. Um, I know I've done lots of like goal setting or like, you know, kind of planning out my year for lack of a better word. And I mean, like this year too, it's, it's very much the same. I'm kind of setting more of an intention for the year. Like, what are my, what are my goals? What are my big things that I actually want to achieve this year? Um, and how do I, how do I actually do that? Right. Like, it's not just a, I want to be, you know, this it's like, this is my goal. Now, how do I break that down and actually get to that point? You know, like if I wanted to be like a a million dollar business or healing practice or whatever you want to call it, right. Like, how would I do that? What, what would I need to do? How many sessions would I need to do? How many, uh, like, do I need to do courses? Do I want to do membership? Like, how would I do that? Right. Like really breaking that down into the tangible pieces. And I think that's one thing that's really lost when we start doing these resolutions is we always come up with this amazing goal, but then we never actually really sit down and think, is this realistic? Is it something that I can achieve? And how would I achieve it, right? Like we, we have the goal, but we don't actually put the practice of the action in place, mm-hmm. you know? And I, it, I think that's the thing that goes wrong for most people is they either pick something that is so unrealistic. Like you said, losing 20 pounds in like two weeks Or, like, it's something that they, like, go and they have this plan for, or there's a goal, but they don't actually have a plan of how they would attack, or how they would, like, attack that and, like, get to that point, right? Like, because you could, you could be like, yeah, I want to have a million dollars by the end of the year. How? Like, how are you going to do that? Right? how are you going to sell things? Are you going to, you know, do crypto? Like whatever, like you know, like <laughs> yeah. what kind of weird, funky stuff are you going to be doing? You want to? Li- are you going to win the lottery? Because like, you can't really win the lottery as a goal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep, that's true. If it, if it was that easy, I'm sure that we'd have a lot more people winning the lottery. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and kind of just going back to that new moon. Um aspect of things. Like I did find it was really fascinating how we have that new moon, like as of today, when we record this, it's the new moon, right? Yes.
2: Um,
0: and I, I don't I remember all the planetary alignments and things like that, but I know that this new moon is very auspicious and like amazing for things, I love, but that like, uh-huh, <laughs> <Aspicious>. auspicious. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like to actually put your, your intentions in practice, like now is the time to dream it. And then apparently well, I, I listened to one other astrologist, so you can't quote me on this, but she knows what she's talking about. And she's had some really good predictions over the last like two years, which is fantastic. Nice. So I kind of, I put a level of trust in her. Mm-hmm. And so she was looking at the way that the moon is transiting through like the different planets and things like that. And she says like, come January 5th to 6th, that's when you really want to set your intentions. Like now is the dreaming phase, come the 5th and 6th, that's when you really want to start like honing in on and like really beefing out that intention and actually starting to put that into practice. Um, And it's really interesting because I I kind of get along the lines of like what you were saying with like by January 15th, like most, in, like most resolutions have either failed or they've um, kind of pittered out, like you've kind of lost momentum on them. Mm-hmm. And I, I really definitely feel like I wanna hold back and wait until the 15th or around that time to actually set and start working on those intentions, which is really cool. So yeah, it's, it's interesting how that kind of plays in the psyche of many people. Mm-hmm. right
2: yeah
1: the the january like okay can we also just like take a moment to appreciate the fact that 2022 started on a weekend so mm-hmm. how can we bring weekend vibes throughout the whole year because the weekend is when you have the most fun and the most leisure and like that's like the take take a breath and the self-care and and for me um also to talk about the numerology of it um ironically enough my life path number is a six and if you just look at the numerology of the year 2022 it's also a six so for me that's a pain that means that there's going to be some waves in my life this year probably hopefully in all good ways because i really don't think it could be any worse than last year and i don't want that (laughs) so let's not call that in thank you very much but um then when i take my birth month birth date and the 2022 year and add them all up they reduce to a master number of 11 for myself so Mm -hmm. if anyone wants to do that for yourself you could take your birth month if it's the month 10, it's
2: like all congratulations <laughs> adri- well right it.
1: now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So you take your birth month. So if it's like a zero, one or a one, zero, whatever, and then your birth date, and you keep adding them up as individual numbers. So it be one plus zero. And then for me, it's the 13th. So one plus three and then plus 2022. 20, <laughs> so you know, it breaks down to an eleven. What did you get?
0: So you were saying your life path number is a six, right? Yeah. And then this year for you, it's 11 or two because you could break it down. Yeah. You know, you know, it's really funny. So my life path numbers are two and 11. And this year is a six.
1: <laughs> <So they're> like, <laughs> that is oh, really funny six. that we're the opposite. <laughs> that is so funny. That That is so, I love playing with numbers. It is funny. Um, I caught wind of number six life path years being that around uh, like Venus energy, which I had a deep chuckle on that. I actually have uh, the planetary orbit path of Venus tattooed on my arm, yes. um, which I was like, huh? And then I didn't realize this, but like, cause I don't, I mean, I know some aspects of astrology, but I don't know all the details of my chart, but Libra is ruled by Venus. Mm. So I'm like, well, that makes so much sense. But like, why the heck has my love life been such a freaking struggle? <laughs> oh, right. My Akashics.
0: That's
2: oh, yes. my. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but anyways I think I've cleared up most of my, I don't know I think I've cleared up the majority of the hiccups in Akashic so you know I'll, I'll call in something bigger and brighter for this year but
0: mm-hmm.
1: um it's just an interesting perspective to have like I know for me there's some big changes that I need to make in my life and I'm actually excited for it like three months ago I was not excited for it at all I was still dragging my heels and like oh it was just not a good time but I don't feel like that at all anymore and I almost feel like some of that has lifted out of my energy field, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um, but January starting on a weekend, even if you set goals on January 1st, you probably rethought it and was like, actually, I'll start on Monday, like January 3rd instead, which is kind of funny. But what if you just spent the first two weeks of January imagining and dreaming, like you've already suggested, Erin, you know, and just be like, well, what is it that I actually want to create? Like, I almost feel like a lot of resolutions come from a place of lack
2: totally. and a place
1: of wanting, but not knowing how to get it. And if you are in that place of lack, i.e i don't have this therefore i want to get it that's the wrong energy for manifestation Mm -hmm. you want to step into that idea of it is possible for you to achieve this specific thing you're calling in and you have to come from a place of believing in it believing in yourself believe it or not you have to believe in yourself and if i can believe in you i think you can believe in you too even if you find only one little shred of something to believe in about yourself Mm -hmm. because that's a good right first step you know and it's not just also, it's not just the idea of like, you know, imagining yourself in the Corvette that you want to manifest for your life, like, and pretending like you know what it's going to be like to drive it. You also have to take a look at those actions, and you have to reverse engineer what it is that you want to achieve. So yeah, cool, you want to achieve a million dollars in your business, how are you going to get that done? hmm what are the actions that you need to step to, to do and can you break it down quarterly i almost like the idea better of approaching my life now that i've had so much business training that we've had in the last year and a half um like looking at my own life experience and quarterly sections what do i want to achieve personally in the next quarter of my life what do i need to do to get there what are the actionable steps that i can take let's write that out and let's figure out what is the natural plane of like organization for these steps that i should be taking like if i want to lose 10 pounds cool, how am I going to do that yoga? Okay, well, how much yoga do I need to do in the next three months? And what do I need to change in my diet in the next three months so that I can achieve that goal? Rather than just making a willy nilly, like, um, what's the word? Wish, I guess, mm. and, and hoping that it comes true. Like, I think we are leaving the intention out of it, you know, and we're also leaving our intuition out of it. Like, have you have you tested into is this actually a right fit goal for me? Because I used to hold on to this goal of a specific physique for my body and a specific number on the scale that I wanted and a specific specific amount of inches that I needed to lose based on the different points on the body that they do, like a personal trainer would take for measurements Mm -hmm. for, for your progress. My body doesn't want to look like that. I'm never going to get rid of my thick thighs and I don't freaking want to anymore. I like them. They're one of my favorite parts of my body, you know, and I'm never going to be super ripped with like a six or eight pack of abs and I'm okay with that. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to be able to like outlift half the men that go to the gyms because their their form is incorrect first of all but that's another rant for another day <laughs> like but trust me I've seen a lot of interesting things in the gym. Whew! Oh my mm-hmm. it's a very interesting envi- environment and like I actually kind of my heart kind of goes out a little bit to those meatheads. I love them. They're entertaining but I also worry about seeing trainers who are certified not correcting form of their client like do you not care about injury at all what are they paying you for if you if i can see it as a joe blow layman's person on the treadmill doing my last 20 minutes of cardio if i can see that the form is incorrect and you're standing over their shoulder and you're not correcting them that's a liability why would you want to do that to your client they're not coming back i wouldn't pay i wouldn't pay a trainer to do that I've actually complained a few times at certain gyms. Well, actually, only, it's only one gym, same trainer. A couple a couple times I've had to complain from what I've seen of this person allowing their client. This is like 10 years ago, but still. Like, it just, it blows my mind. And like, but my heart goes out to them because they've been there all along. They're trying, they're getting what they need to get done. Cool. But are they listening to their body? That's what I often wonder. Are you really listening to your body? Like, if you need to amp up your supplements so much, and dabble in like there's a lot of toxic stuff going on in in the bodybuilding industry especially like some of the medical recommendations that they get like i really wonder who the doctors are that approve this stuff because there's some sketchy stuff that goes on in that industry and it blows my mind i like the things that i have heard from from past members confiding in me about what their personal trainers, not necessarily associated with the gym that i work at but like freelance personal trainers have suggested that they do to achieve a certain look for a competition or a whatever i'm just like like talk about malpractice
2: Mm -hmm.
1: like absolute malpractice and it bothers me because it completely negates listening to your intuition and your intention with what you want to do and it took me 20 years to figure out that i don't want to do weightlifting in the same context as what i was doing 10 years ago anymore because my, there's a reason why my body created injury
2: mm-hmm.
1: because it was trying to tell me that it didn't work. And I, I know there's a lot of people that, will be, Oh, just push through the injury. Oh, just do stretching. Oh, do this. Like, no, no dude. Listen to your freaking body. If your knee's acting up, it probably doesn't want to squat 500 pounds anymore <laughs> or whatever it is you're putting on your plates. Right. Yeah. Like I don't know. Oi, spicy conversations today in, in the industry.
0: Well, and it's, it's interesting because, like, yeah, the more we talk about this, like, the more I do realize how aggressive and like kitty cat's coming back, um, like how aggressive and how just oh, I don't have the quite quite the right word for it, abusive, maybe the fitness Borderline. industry can be right. Like, you were, you're essentially coming into the fitness industry in a state of lack because you are wanting to be a certain shape, size, whatever. Yeah. And that's capitalized upon, and you are punished for being not that, yes. right? Like you're essentially punishing your body. Oh God, that feels so horrible. Like I just get got hit by a resonance there, but um, like you're punishing your body for not being that way when maybe, like you said, That's not even realistic.
1: And who the fuck taught you that your body shouldn't be that way? The fucking beauty industry, not the fitness industry. The fitness industry just amplified it. Mm -hmm. That actually goes back to like, I want to say the thirties and forties and fifties when, when the ideal woman's body shifted and the ideal man's body shifted. Mm
2: -hmm. I want a
1: man that can build a fucking house before he can lift a freaking weight plate off at the gym. Good chance he could do both, but like... (laughs) I'm talking about skills here. I want, I want life skills before I want fitness skills. Mm -hmm. And it's not like, I'm never going to be a size two. I don't want to be a size two. I could care less. I would just be happy with feeling physically healthy. And again, like the flexibility, the mobility, I think it'd be really fun to have like, the ability to do some like more gymnastic style movement and graceful yoga so that I'm not like clunky when I go from down dog to plank or something you know but like I mean actually that one's pretty smooth but when you come out of down dog and they ask you to hop forward hop or step forward it is not graceful my hips do not allow it they have not allowed it for 15 years and I have and like I don't even know if there's enough hip opener styles in the world for me to be able to get to that point where I could move and transition gratefully gracefully and it's also like it's unrealistic for us to expect a one size fit all program for every single human that walks through a gym's door Mm -hmm. because chubby bodies move differently than skinny bodies pregnant bodies move differently than not pregnant bodies men move differently than women and you have to factor in the whole picture and for everyone to have like i mean fitness classes can be great and they were my savior for a very long time But I'm at the point where I don't have yoga certification, but I could teach a yoga class, no problem, because I've done it so often that it's ingrained in my brain and I could figure out how to make it worth my while. But there are just some poses that my belly fat gets in the way of. And it's not realistic for the instructor to cue you publicly on how to shift out of that when it's Mm -hmm. like, have you ever been fat, girl? Like, no disrespect to to the training and to the intention that you're trying to help me out here. But have you ever actually been fat? Because I'm going to guess probably not. Because if you had been, you would understand that my body's never going to move that way. So you need to figure out how to cue yourself differently. And man, isn't the backside of my fascia, like from the back of my neck to the back of my hips so tight that it, like, there's just, I don't I don't even know how to get it loose. Like I have to definitely work on that this year. That's like my one of my ultimate goals for this year mm-hmm. is to just, again, like feel feel in flow in, physical, in, in the physicality of my body. The last time I felt that way was that to retreat in Mexico which would have been 2016 yeah where when I got off of that massage table because this woman was also very very spiritual and she can read aura and I don't know what kind of energy work she was doing on that massage table but this is the best massage I've ever experienced in my entire life and when I got off that massage table I stood up right and I was like wow I'm gonna need to memorize what this feels like for the future because my body needs that cell memory of what it should feel like because I've never felt this way before and everything was in alignment and loose and flowing and I went and ran into the ocean and had the best swim ever. And it was just like, I, Oh man, I definitely want to get back there. That's like the one thing for this year.
0: (laughs) Well, and I think, I think that kind of comes with, you know, knowing why it's stuck. Like you can work on the physicality, but if it's like an issue rooted in the spiritual or the emotional or, you know, whatever, you know, energy body it's Mm -hmm. attached to, you got to have to do the two-pronged approach. And I mean, not to plug you again, but <laughs> that's kind of what you're working on.
1: That is absolutely. Absolutely. I haven't quite organized all of it, um, but I find it interesting how the energy of 2021 left and then 2022 showed up and holy man, I've been getting wicked downloads about how to organize that to make it tangible for my future clients that are out there in the world, because I know that what I'm about to offer is valuable. People need it. People want it and that's great. I just need to like organize my thoughts in a way that I can create the physical like online program, sign up, yada, yada. But Mm -hmm. it's just so interesting to me that it's not like, like last year it felt like there was a fire under my ass literally, but I was getting burned by it. This year it's just like, I'm in flow with it and I'm working with it. It's not the same. Like it's, it's just a, it's like peaceful whereas last year i didn't feel peaceful now i'm like i'm just gonna float we're, we're cool it's cool it's, it's kind of weird um and once i got out of that resistance i guess that's when the downloads really got loud and clear um and i've had some interesting energies in my field since i would say well probably january 1st probably since midnight
2: mm-hmm.
1: um where it's just like hey we're here to work with you like we're waiting for you like let's go like let's sit down and and spend some time collaborating together and I pulled some cards I did a 12 card spread so like one card for each month and that was helpful definitely helpful um and then I pulled also a card just for the year and the card that I pulled it's from um Carolyn Mitchell's Dragon Path Oracle cards and the card that I pulled is Mordwin, and he's a master creator and he basically is the message of it's go time I'm here for you but we need to get this shit done and if you're working with me, then we are master creators. But if you're not ready to go, it's gonna be more work for you. Like Mm -hmm. I'm here to help you make things go smoothly. So rather than working in resistance that I was working in in 2021, now it's like, it's flow. And like, even when you look at the, like, I don't know much about angelic numbers, but I do know a string of twos is is a significant sign if you wanna read into it like that. And to me, just even looking at, like physically looking at two, two, two together, it feels like flow to me Mm -hmm. like it just feels like a watery wavy beautiful flow and i'm curious to see what i think it's aquarius season next after cap season
0: if i remember correctly i think so because my mom's an aquarius
1: yeah okay so that makes sense in in the timeline (laughs) um so it just i feel like we're kind of getting like capricorns isn't that a ram Mm -hmm. no aries is the ram Mm -hmm. but it's or a goat or
0: something isn't it It the goats Capricorn, I I think, wow, this is really showing our astrology. Right? We only have half um, ass no astrology. Capricorn, I think, is the like the goat mermaid. Okay. I've always seen it.
1: Okay, that's funny. Well, anyway, the reason why I asked is I got this image of like the the horns kind of gently pushing, and goats can be stubborn, man. Like, come on, they fucking do what they want. Have you ever seen a mountain goat? Mountain goats don't give a shit, just like Honey Badger. Honey Badger don't care. (laughs) Mountain goats don't care. Mm -hmm. They don't care if there's a semi coming down the highway. They're going to walk along the road if they feel like it. I actually, when I was in, the last time I was in Calgary area, where was I? Actually, this is closer to Canmore. Oh man, these mountain goats, like there's signs on the side of the road not to stop to take pictures, but you still have to stop if they're on the road. And these guys just walk out in front of you. They did not care. They were like, yeah, we're here. Yeah, we live here. Like, what are you going to do about it? small car there's 20 of us and there's only one of you like it was so funny to me took me 10 minutes to get out of there it was just but it was entertaining because they were just like leisurely doing whatever they like whatever they want they don't care like just look at oh there's a human oh okay i guess we should move over maybe for her car but we're not probably not going to And climbing up the side of a mountain without even like any fear Mm -hmm. at all not worrying about the rocks falling like wild wild animals very entertaining
0: to watch They are very interesting animals themselves, yeah. Um, There was something that I was going to say about that. And it flew out of my head. So it's clearly not important. Oh, going back to your 12-card spread. um, Mm -hmm. I did one um, early, about mid-December, I think it was. And the spread that I did um, was a little bit different. It was a little bit more of an archetypes one. Um, but it was 12 cards and the card that I pulled for like the archetype that I'm walking into is play. Um, which is so funny. And the card has these beautiful images of like dolphins playing
1: and I'm like, okay, water energy,
0: right? Lots of water energy. And one of the things that I really kind of feel coming into 2022, like, yeah, I got the hustle. I had the energy of like, go, 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 go. And then like, 2020 well like probably after christmas hit right around christmas the new year kind of area like you know that the two weeks where you kind of like lose track of time because you're like i don't know what's happening um or i guess it's it's more like one week but whatever it's actually Um, a
1: thing i'm just gonna pause for a minute there i read that it's actually um there are countries in europe that follow is it hig h-y-g-g-e and they literally have the intention of from boxing day until new year's day It is comfort, you don't, no plan, like that's your time of rest of the end of the year as the calendar winds down.
0: I love that.
1: Which also to me kind of feeds into why spend that week beating yourself up for all of the stuff that you ate over Christmas and then oh I'm going to change my life in January 1st, no you're freaking not, sit your ass down on the couch, make (laughs) yourself a hot chocolate and enjoy the life that you've had for the last year. And just play in the dreaming of what's going to happen next year and not worry about taking the action right away and don't make it so hard on you. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't have to be that way. The industry created that so that they can capitalize on you, pull your energy out of that. And what does your soul really want? Carry on. Yeah,
0: very, very <laughs> true. Um, but yeah, so I had that week and I mean, granted it was kind of interrupted with work and shifts like that. Um, mm-hmm. But it was just like really shifting out of like that hustle and more into like a calm collected grounded energy and now I'm like all right where can I play you know and it's interesting you had mentioned that you're getting a lot of downloads and drop-ins about like what your business is going to look like moving forward into the year and I'm really looking at it from like cool how do I play you know like I've got this group that I've been building and I mean I haven't really done much with it over the course of December. It's been, you know, it's kind of like, let's grow it. Let's get people in. Let's get a few little tidbits. But then once we hit New Year's, we're going to do a lot more. Um, And it was just like, on New Year's, I kind of was sitting there and I'm like, oh, you know what would be really awesome? Let's do some card pulls. Let's do some of this fun stuff. Let's get this going. You know, let's, um, I think like I actually well, I might go live in my group tomorrow, which would be Monday um, to do kind of like a overall themes of the year type of thing. And like actually be live and play with that because I haven't done that in a long time. And I feel like I just really want to play with the energy and I want to be in flow. And yeah, like I feel like that's where I'm going to start seeing the magic because every time I've been in a state of play, I feel like everything just gets cranked right up. And like the intuition comes flowing through, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the mediumship comes through and I'm like, Oh, wow, this is awesome. You know, I'm getting the best messages that I, you know, have ever received. And I've never like, it's not the intentional, like coming at it from seriousness. And I've really realized over the last couple of months for sure that whenever I sit down to do anything businessy, I'm dropping into more of a, like a serious mindset Same thing when I do my sessions, I'm coming at it from a a state of like seriousness, like let's get this done. Let's work on this. Let's do this. And that's not what it meant, like what it's meant to be, right? Like it's meant to be more of a, like, I'm meant to be that sacred space, that, that space that holds, you know, you for comfort and helps you shift and heal. And if I'm like sitting there stern and like, we, this is how we have to do things, that's not actually creating a space for you to really let go and relax, right? So if I'm in a space of nurturance and calm and play, you know, and I'm curious, that's going to open you up a lot more than it would if I was sitting here stoic and really wanting to figure out what's going on with your body. Yeah, so That's some of my biggest awarenesses coming up to the, uh, the end of the year. And one of the things that I have not that I've always done, but this year specifically I've done. Um, and I think I've talked about this before too. Like I have, um, I've started creating a, burn, a bullet journal where each month I reflect on the month and then I plan forward for the, the next month, right? So this year I kind of, um, over the last couple of days, I've really sat down and I looked at like, okay, I did my, my usual like monthly review but then I sat down and I was like, okay, let's reflect on the year as a whole. I'd really like to figure out like what went well, what did I do um, that maybe didn't go so well, um, where, like, what am I so grateful for? And like, kind of, I can't think of all of the questions that I posed in my little bullet journal, but like, mm-hmm. I'm really taking that time to reflect and then, and then I'll do my goals for the year. Right. And it's a little bit more like my intentions or what do I want to create this year versus, you know, I want to lose 20 pounds. I want to do this. I want to get a million dollars. I want, you know, like you can just tell by the tone of my voice, how much I love that aspect. (laughs) Um, I get it. You know, and then, and then see where it is. Cause I think if I set that intention of just being in the energy and playing a lot more, I think that'll help out a lot in terms of like actually achieving those those um intentions or manifestations right so yeah.
1: i love the idea of taking a look at like the big picture of the year and i also love the idea of like something that i kind of let fall to the wayside a little bit was my gratitude practices mm-hmm. and so i've really been paying more attention to that in this past month like of december and to start the year off in gratitude. So I actually kind of called forward all of my clients that I worked with last year, like their higher selves and a little bit of a gratitude um, ceremony for them. And I'm going to be doing some candle magic this evening as well to call in even more gratitude for the clients that I have had, plus the clients that are going to be stepping forward for me this year. Mm -hmm. And just looking at like, for me, I don't know, like I like the idea of looking at the overall theme for the year, rather than a resolution Mm -hmm. and approaching each quarter with what can I do to create more play because play is another, um, mantra of mine for this year as well, because I definitely have not had enough of it. Um, and it's funny cause I actually sold all of my bikes that I had in my possession, like my, like mountain bikes. And so this year in the springtime, when the snow melts, I'm going to be investing in a mountain bike so that I can play a little more because that's one of my favorite things to do. And that's like a childhood thing too. Like I love being on a mountain bike in the, in the bush and going off the road and in the back trails and on, in the mud and puddles and all that kind of stuff. And, that's one of my that's like and it goes in with the fitness too like when i was a kid i would bike ride for three or four hours and come home and you know have dinner go back out again till dark like that's what i would do so like as an adult why am i not doing that if i have the time like like why but anyway that being said with all the gratitude practice and whatnot that we've that i have done in the last little while um i also did decide um, we both aaron and i both decided to pull a card for our our listeners Um, so just to wrap up so i am still using the dragon path oracle cards by carolyn mitchell and if you are on youtube i am showing you hopefully the camera will pick it up the there we go that's the bottom picture of it and then the card that i picked for our listeners is grace which i find i actually kind of chuckled when i first pulled this card because wow we really needed this one in 2021 but it just was not the right energy for it Mm -hmm. but reflecting on what 2021 and what 2020 looked like for a lot of us to have the card of grace being pulled forward is like it's so funny to me so i'm just going to read a little excerpt from the book it says grace's words are simple stop it now you are more than you can possibly imagine you can achieve so much more than you foresee believe in yourself push the boundaries of yourself impose limits if you don't try you will never know how successful you can be and if you perceive that you have failed, remember that there is no such thing as failure, only an experience to learn from. Try again. Which echoes so much of all my business coach, our, our healing mentor, what, what is kind of ingrained in us in our practices. And to me, if we're not approaching each other with grace, we're letting humanity fall to the wayside. So I am definitely calling in grace for myself. with whatever I do moving forward in this year. And my wish for that for our listeners is the same to, to, to think about like, if something comes up, that's a bit of a challenge or frustration or uncertainty. Hopefully that doesn't happen as much as it has been, but if it does, how can we approach this with grace? How can we offer grace to ourselves? How can we offer grace to each other and just all around, like, even thinking about the energy of grace it's a very peaceful energy and it doesn't have to have any religious connotations to it at all because i don't see it that way at all like the card i pulled the dragon you guys like that's a pretty cool card to be pulling i'll see if the video picks it up um but like to approach life with grace oh, it won't show it oh it's a beautiful purplish blue dragon oh it won't show it
0: Darn. She just doesn't want to show up on camera today. <laughs> Maybe
1: that's okay. I can post it in an IG post. Um, but yes, just to kind of move forward with that that energy of grace, that peacefulness. Um, I almost look at it as like warriors, it's time to lay down your swords and to take on the role of that peaceful warrior instead of the 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 fighting one because
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's just it's it's no longer we no longer need to be in a war with each other or with ourselves.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, I think it's just such a beautiful message to carry on into like this coming year. Um, because, yeah, a lot of people are like 2021, it'll be our year, you know, and like everyone's kind of shell shocked right now. Yeah. Uh, no one, I, I've seen so many memes of being like, okay, no one say it'll be our year let's just all go into 2022, calm, peaceful, and cool, like collected. And yeah. I like, the funny thing is on every one of those posts that i had seen from friends or whatever, I always posted like the Miley Cyrus on like the the wrecking ball coming in. <laughs> Cause I'm like, I'm nope. Fuck that. Like, if we're going to have another yeah. like insane year, I'd rather know right off the gate than like try and be like really calm and like kind of sneak in and then, you know, get halfway through the year and then have something blow up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let's just start the chaos right over. Like we've, we've been living in chaos for the last little while. Let's just,
1: yeah. Let's let's just like whatever last bit of chaos needs to come up. Let's get rid of it. Let's, let's clear it. The faster that comes up, the faster we can move forward
0: Mm -hmm. so that I can actually, you know, move forward with grace. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm still moving forward gracefully, but Mm-hmm. i also just like to laugh in the face of chaos i guess <laughs> well and
1: how can we make the chaos that we've experienced actually entertaining because i like honestly at this point in my life when i look back on my my nutso year like it is laughable now it wasn't so laughable in it but right now heck yeah and at this point whatever else may come my way like even from now until the end of my life my actual human life like i'm pretty sure I'm just going to keep 2021 as my hardest year ever. And and that's it. And I can look back on that for all the lessons throughout my life. And yeah. if you can't laugh at it, then you're missing the point because we can't continue to hold on to the anger and the hostility and just the, the nonsense that has been the last two years that have been so amplified mm-hmm. at some point, we need to remember to put down our swords, move forward. And if you can't approach it with grace, then at least approach it with a laugh because it's got to be laughable, you know? It's very, got to be one or the other or both.
0: <laughs> yeah, very, very true. Um, and then so for my card, I pull it from the uh, the spirit animal oracle deck, which is like such a beautiful. It's, yeah, um, I have the goddess deck from her too, and I, I absolutely adore it. So this is a really, really beautiful deck. It's um, new to me. I originally purchased it as a gift for someone else and it uh, decided to stay with me. <laughs> Because sometimes that happens. Um, but the card that I wanted to uh, share with us today for our viewer, or viewers, our listeners, is oh. <laughs> the koi, uh, koi fish spirit. So it says on the card, there's always enough. Um, and I think that's really, really beautiful. Because if you think about koi fish in general, they will grow to the size of their pond, Right. So if you give them a really small pond, they'll only go to a certain size. But if you give them a big lake, like this is why they're such an invasive species here. (laughs) Because if you give them a whole lake, they will grow to massive sizes, right? Um, And I, yeah, like I just, I think that's such a beautiful, like a beautiful uh, image in terms of like, you know, look at the, look at your container right? Is it actually allowing you to grow and expand or is it keeping you small? Um, And the, the message that comes through with this is like a lot of, you know, potential for, for uh, prosperity and the law of of abundance ensures that prosperity is our natural state. So regardless of our temporary outer conditions, you can, uh, you can call in prosperity and magnetically attract the opportunities and abundance you need. Um, the message of the koi fish spirit is to begin to generate wealth within with deliberate intention and, uh, no matter how small your pond may seem and appreciate abundance wherever you see it. And I think that is something that many of us over the last two years has really come to realize and, and probably haven't really realized enough, right? Like, I don't know about you, but I felt like I was being really restricted a lot and like compressed. And I mean, like, I'm not talking just like the health restrictions that we've had, but yeah. like energy wise, I feel like I've been squeezed and I, I feel like it was really a like nut up or shut up type of energy, like, <laughs> I <mentality>, love that, <laughs> right. Where like you either step into your power or you get the fuck out. Yeah. Right. Sink cool. up or cool. sink. Right. Yes. And it's just like, oh my goodness. And now I can't quite tell when that energy shifted for me, but I really started to claim myself and my space. And, like, I guess in essence, I've jumped into a bigger pond and I'm allowing myself to expand a lot more. There's still restrictions. Don't get me wrong. There's still restrictions. I know that, you know, not to bring about the cursed topic of pandemic. <laughs> but um, you know, like there's still stuff going on and it's constant. It's a barrage of constant negativity. And I feel like if you could really take a moment to step away from that negativity and look at your pond, so to speak, like Mm -hmm. the container that you hold for yourself or the container that you find yourself in, is it one that's going to allow you to grow or is it one that's keeping you small? You know, and then like the book or like the the message said like keep it uh, like allow yourself to start feeling that wealth inside so that you can then push the boundaries of your um container Mm -hmm.
1: which is essentially a, a gratitude practice right you you think about the things that you've been given or gifted like for example money magic one of the things that I do is like I will bring in all the clients that I've had and put them in a little bubble of gratitude and love and like kind of Embed that into my own soul being, and then once it's in, you can radiate it outwards. And then, if you're radiating that, radiating that outwards, it also attracts more.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, that's the essential principle of gratitude practice, right? That if you are grateful for something, the universe is going to show more of that for you. And when you're coming from a place of lack, the universe will show you more lack. Well, mm-hmm. uh, 2021 was my lack year, we're, we're done with that. We're done with that. It may only be January 2nd when we record this, but. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm in the same place at the end of this year, like Carol's going back to muggle life and which, which just doesn't even, doesn't even make sense to me. Like when I say that out loud, it just falls flat. Like I know it's not going to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. And one of my guides stepped forward yesterday in a chat with a friend. And basically they said like, you won't be disappointed in what you do this year. There's no room for failure because your success, your success is inevitable.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it may be and that may seem unrealistic for some of us to think about or wrap their heads around but just let that phrase kind of dance in your head for a little while of like your success is inevitable because a failure isn't a failure it's just a lesson it's just, just a reason for you to understand how to adjust something
2: mm-hmm. what can you do
1: better next time and often when something does happen that's a quote-unquote failure you already right away you get that oh shit, i could have done this differently and and you kind of see the trajectory of the other alternate outcome you know So when you're coming at it from a place of gratitude, you're creating space, you're creating that expansion for your success to step forward. And Mm -hmm. I can feel a shift already in the energy of the air. And it's only January second. Like we haven't even been in full 48 hours yet of this new Mm -hmm. year. And cool, there's probably going to be chaos for the rest of our lives at some point, especially when we're you know, clearing and, and cleaning up our stuff energetically, and then a new layer of a trigger shows up, well, that's, that's a chaos moment. It doesn't have to be um, so impounding that you shut down. Like, I definitely shut myself down and out for a while of, in last year. And one of the things that I said to myself was that I resolved to not allow myself to get to that place ever again. And I'm grateful for the friends that I had that helped pull me through that. Because if I didn't have that connection last year with the group of friends that we do have and that I'm continuing to build, I wouldn't be here today to send this message out to the world on a podcast episode or a YouTube video. Like I would literally be working some mundane job and probably still hating my life, which I don't actually hate my life. My life is fun. It can be fun. I'm a fun person. I know this. I just need to like loosen up and lighten up a little bit. (laughs) Which step one, I lightened my hair. So, you know, I'm getting back there, (laughs) bringing, bringing back the light
0: on all layers. Yeah. And I think that's like, I think that's a testament for anyone who is struggling right now. And I mean, I can't just, can't just, you know, wash across everyone and totally discount everything that everyone's going through because everyone's struggling in a different way. That's right. but I think that's beautiful in the sense of like, know who surrounds you. Do they light you up or do they not? And if they don't find people who do, because the last two years have been a lot of chaos
2: yeah.
0: and a lot of intensity and a lot of like really big, like it's a transformation um, in and of itself. Right. Like since we've stepped into the, like the 2020s, I feel like we're really pushing for a lot of major trans uh transformations Mm -hmm. not just on a personal level and society but as like a lot of our systems right like if we look at it this way like I'm sure the employment sectors are going to have major changes right in the way that they do things a lot of people realize that they can work better from home you know we don't need the office buildings that we you know might have still right. Um, you know, and, and like our financial, I'm sure that's going to be shaken up soon. There's a lot of people who, um, experienced a lot of loss in terms of financials, right. How does that impact? Right. Um, even just business in general, you know, a lot of people have had to shift onto more of an online business. You know, what does that look like going forward? Are people going to have storefronts anymore? right i really hope they do but you know yeah and like even the big chains if you look at uh, some of the really big chains like even in manitoba um i know like we lost the disney store which was a newer store like i think we only got it like for 5 years and we lost it um yeah. there was other stores too that were really big name brands and um you know have shut down or closed out their doors just because of the crappy you know years that we had mm-hmm. so I just want to say, like, if you are struggling or you're experiencing things that, you know, are kind of beyond your control, like you can't look at it as if um, it's a lesson, right? Or that it's um, something to learn from, you know, because we're all struggling in many different ways. And, And I think if we kind of look at how this is a major transformation period for us all, you know, I like to kind of imagine as if like 2021 or sorry, 2022 was like, you were just getting into the cocoon 2021, you were really in the cocoon, but you were really starting to like morph your body into that caterpillar or from the caterpillar into the butterfly. So if you think about it, caterpillars literally dissolve their entire bodies and then regrow to become butterflies. Right. Yeah. Um, so most of 2021, we were all just mushy goo, in a cocoon <laughs> yeah And then coming into 2022 i'd like to say this is when we're going to all emerge into these beautiful butterflies mm. um at least that's what i'm claiming this year i don't care what happens i i don't care if i end up being a like a brown moth at the end of this year but i'm having my transformation
1: <laughs> that's fair have you ever i don't know if you've ever watched a monarch or any butterfly actually emerge from their cocoon but i actually we, had, we have milkweed in our yard and I remember kind of catching some and watching them in a jar and you have to spritz the cocoon with water to keep it moist for a few days until it emerges and I'm looking at 2022 as my year of the emergence from the cocoon where you just start to like flutter your wings and you have to let the wings dry off before they can actually take flight mm-hmm. and it usually only takes about 24 hours and if they don't fully emerge or if the wings don't fully open then the animal the the insect will die well i don't i I mean i'm cool with flying i already want to know how to levitate so but i look at it as like it's okay to be in that emergence stage and we don't have to feel like we're already the like the funky fresh butterfly that's flying all the way down to mexico and back for the seasonal like hibernation or what (laughs) migration i mean but um Like, I think it's okay to just be that, that butterfly first emerging with the wings just starting to show, to collect, you know, its friends and and notify the world that it's here and it's ready to stand, stand in power with that beauty.
0: That's beautiful. Yeah. I like that. Mm. Cause you, when you go from zero to 60, that's usually pretty intense. Yeah. So let's not like, let's go slow, but let's allow for that process to happen and not beat ourselves up over it. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a beautiful point to like close off the episode. So absolutely.
1: Yeah. And we're back on regularly weekly schedule now. So we will be releasing our podcasts weekly, um, you know, unless something wonky, whatever changes, but I'm hoping that we're going to bank some podcast episodes too, so that if we do have a lull again, we can still release something for our listeners and, uh, and yeah, you know, the drill like, and share, if you find anything interesting in what we have to say, please tell your friends Uh, Follow us on Instagram at Enter the Vortex podcast on IG. I to think about that. It's been a little while. It's been almost two weeks, the holiday season. And you can find me at Elevate with Carol Sky or Mm carolsky.ca.
0: And you can find me at Heal with Erin Mindy or erinmindy.ca. Awesome. Awesome. So have a lovely week, guys. And we'll talk to you guys all on Monday next week. (laughs) Yeah.